0: Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us five-star wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by Bo Brock. Now, Frank Sanders hanging out on a football Friday. And gentlemen, the Arizona Cardinals, they've had a week to forget. They got their ass beat in Mexico City. They had to fire their offensive line coach. But Bo, it appears <clears throat> like there is light at the end of the, tu- under the tunnel for the Arizona Cardinals with Kyler Murray, potentially we hope maybe sorta planning to return Sunday against the LA Chargers. What can you tell us? I can tell you, I don't
1: think there's any question that Kyler Murray is going to play in this football game. They released the injury report just about an hour ago after Cliff Kingsbury told us he was very optimistic paraphrasing there, but you know, he looked good. He was able to open it up a little bit today, but as far as the injury report goes, they didn't even get a game status. So normally it says, you know, you're, you're questionable. You're doubtful. No status for Kyler Murray. He participated full in all three of the practices this week. Looks like Kyler Murray is green-lighted to go come Sunday, and that's when we start the new phase of this Arizona Cardinals season because you're like, okay, 4-7, and bad loss in prime time, an international incident to the San Francisco 49ers. What's left to play for? What's left to play for, guys, is your franchise-caliber quarterback playing like that, proving that he was worth the investment and getting back on track the rest of the way here is Arizona Cardinals QB1.
2: You like that? I, wanna, I like that. Yeah, I, I, well, excuse <laughs> me. I just I thought Johnny was going to dive in there. But guess what? I, I'm with Kiro in the, in the chat, man. 6-0 all the way. Houdini, Houdini Kyler is back. I'm excited about that. But not just him. There's a bunch of other guys that we're, we're expecting to get back, man. And um, HB1, HB2 is coming back. So I'm excited about him as well adding him back into the repertoire, Johnny, what he was able to do before he got off the field was absolutely, he, he became, he became wide receiver. Number one, Uh, when D hops was out, I expect him to come back, man, And hop right in rotation. Not a big deal.
0: Yeah. Hollywood Brown Bo, as you reported earlier today, looks like he should be activated, but you know, Cliff Kingsbury talked about maybe having him on a pitch count. I I wonder Bo, if it's a scenario in which Rondell Moore is out, he's not going to play. I, you know, I'm over that situation right now. It's, you know, the guy can't stay healthy. You feel bad for him, but he can't be counted on. And then you talk about Greg Dorch, who is questionable with a finger. Like Hollywood Brown, I, in a perfect world, you would ease him back in. But now it's like, is it out of necessity that he plays and plays more steps than Kingsbury and company would like? I know you've got Diop. I know you've got AJ green, but then it's like. Farrell Cooper, maybe. I mean, we all forget about Robbie Anderson, who's still on the team somehow. I, I, what do you? What are your expectations for Hollywood Brown? Do you think he want number one? Do you think he'll play? And how much uh, of uh, the game should he see on Sunday?
1: Yeah, I think Cliff was actually more candid than we've ever kind of seen, at least this season, about who's in and who's out. And you know, when he, him kind of giving the green light to Kyler and, and liking what he'd seen throughout practice, and then pretty much the same said the same thing about. Holly Brown said he's good to go uh, barring any kind of setback between now and then. And to your point, yeah, I think that is out of necessity at this point because you know, more ruled out. I I have sources that told me they saw Greg Dortch leaving the complex before practice. So he wasn't even there uh, Mm. dealing with that thumb. I, I just, I mean, I know that he knows the offense um, and it's going to come down to pain tolerance, but he hasn't practiced all way all week. He's been a DMP. You know, what can you expect out of Greg Dortch? We all love Greg Dorch. We know that the, yeah. the guy has got that dog in him, and he, he's got the heart of a lion, and he's going to be out there if he can be out there. But they really don't know. They haven't tested that thumb, Frank. I don't. Did you ever deal with something like that? I mean, to to me, the football layman, somebody that's never like really truly suited up in the game, like
2: the thumb as a wide receiver seems like it's pretty damn important. Oh, it's it's really important. Uh, I dealt with my finger one time. This finger here was broken and can't. Well, actually, I had Sergio on this finger. The middle finger, and it wasn't because I was giving it to somebody. I just stuck my hand into the sink, and it was a broken glass, and I kind of jacked it up from that way. But going back to the thumb, it is absolutely important. A receiver's holding his hands up. The ball is always going to bounce off that. You can't can't avoid that particular situation unless you start becoming more of a body catcher. That's not something we've seen pretty much out of Gregory Dorch. He's he's been a pretty solid guy with his hands. Excuse me. He's been pretty solid with his hands, so I think that's gonna be something something just to take a peek at. But we still got a couple more days. If he left early, I'm pr- pretty sure he probably went to get a different kind of therapy on it. That's probably something that the facility doesn't provide. It's not that it's not able to, but it just doesn't have that type of therapy, or you you get him to a specialist to see what really needs to be done. Um, I, I hope he's able to play. But if he's not, there's there, my here's my second alternative, though. I'm okay with AJ being on the outside and moving run and, and moving HP. HB two on the inside and then allow him and D hops to switch back and forth. We have seen this Johnny over the last couple of weeks, cliff has been moving guys around and putting guys in different spots. We saw that AJ green caught his first touchdown on the left side. That was the very first time he's done that since he has been an Arizona Cardinal. So that's something to look out, look forward to. Then again, we got Trey. I think that's, it's, it's kind of, he's kind of, we're watching him mature before us. And I think that another week with him in the system and him and Kyler having a little bit of conversation, we might have said we might see a good performance out of him this week as well.
0: Yeah, I to me you know, they're going to they're going to have a hard time scoring points. If this is what we're going to get a watered down kind of receiving core that has been I don't know susceptible to not great results in recent weeks, albeit without Kyler Murray, I would be concerned if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, you bring Kyler back but it but at what cost because right now the interior of their offensive line is the same and now we've got DJ Humphrey's potentially missing his third game in a row, Bo, I think we both expect him to be out again with Josh Jones holding down left tackle. You know, Hopkins can only do so much. And the Chargers secondary, it's not great, so the, hopefully there'll be some opportunities. But, I mean, I, James Conner, you know, how many touches is he going to get fresh off of uh, a big roll on Monday night and was not very productive in between the tackles? I just, I, I would be concerned about the combination, Bo, of, uh, an inexperienced receiving core running routes, maybe, you know, that aren't correct. And then an interior offensive line that has to hold up their blocks. I mean, what made Colt McCoy efficient two weeks ago was they had their almost full complement of receivers against the LA Rams. Then Zach Ertz goes down. Now you've got no Rondell Moore, no Greg Dorch. You can't just get the ball out quickly when guys don't know what they're doing. So I, I, Kyler has to play. I'm excited that he's going to play, but man, I, I don't want him to have to do too much running around and then reaggravating something because nobody can get open. I I don't know what, what – if you had to guess right now what their starting offense looks like, their three receivers set on Sunday, what would you say it is? Yeah, I think it's going to be
1: DeAndre Hopkins. I think Hollywood Brown will start with this team, albeit so? he'll okay. be on that – yeah, I think he'll be on that pitch count for sure, but they're on their home turf – you know, whatever, you know, the Chiefs said about the turf in week one, we haven't heard a peep about it since. It's it's a solid playing surface as far as the NFL goes. Hollywood Brown should be good. So say he plays 65, 70% of the snaps, that should be good enough. You know, I mean, if he's playing opposite DeAndre Hopkins, I, I think that you have to like your chances with with that duo, regardless of what the the quantity is on that. And then you look to A.J. Green. You know, I, yeah. I know a lot of people are hesitant with that, but look, he had some big plays couple weeks ago when they had a a winning effort against the rams and he knows his role he can play they that no team one else receiver. To, he has to play they they have no one else right but i, I think as far as the unfamiliarity I don't, I don't i'm not buying i don't look at this receiving core as kyler being unfamiliar with him. i mean he's got deandre hopkins who's thrown to in in his third season and they from the jump they had a great connection and he's got his best buddy hollywood brown in there so if those guys are playing they're playing slot in any i mean you people have been banging the table for more DeAndre Hopkins in the slot. So, if he has to pick up some slack in the slot and Hollywood on the outside. Good. I think it's good for this. The versatility, the diversity
2: that they can kind of offer as far as their route trees, it's perfect, Frank. I agree with you 100%. Look, when you're in the if you <clears throat> if you're in the secondary and you think you heard you're heard who's starting? Who's their starting receiving core? You said AJ AJ Green. <laughs> Nine time pro bowl. You look over and say DeAndre Hopkins, he's still getting he's putting work in. And, and HB2, I mean, he just the dude runs four three without a problem. And he looked absolutely fabulous the first couple of weeks. If you if you're the secondary of the Chargers, you better get your mind right because these guys will put points up on you. They they look like they still can get it done. The the goal of it is I agree with you, Johnny, what you talked about earlier was how well the offensive line hold up. If we can kind of offset it a little bit with our running game and not watch these, not not watch the chargers do. What they've been doing to uh, what we've been doing with a lot of other defense, but let me tell you something: this group right here has been ready, ready, and wanting to play together, and I'm pretty sure they will perform. I,
0: and I might have misspoke here, Bo. I, I had to double-check the injury report for the Arizona Cardinals. I know a lot of fans don't love this name, but is there a possibility, as a full participant, does Max Garcia? Oh. No, 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 never, never, <laughs> never say that name to me, Frank. Does Max Garcia find his way? back into the starting lineup now in conjunction with probably Cody Ford on the left side. Lacidi Smith gave a valiant effort the last two weeks yeah. but was exposed against the Niners. <clears throat> I would assume the Cardinals would prefer him that being Max Garcia at guard as to as opposed to Smith. Yeah, Max
1: Garcia was a full participant. He's been a guy that's been trending in the right direction the last couple of weeks for the Arizona Cardinals and I think that they probably they they might be running with the a philosophy that they had at the left guard spot, which the last couple of weeks has been a, a, a time split between Cody Ford and Rashad Coward. So you could probably get that on the same on the right side at the right guard right. position with with Smith and with Max Garcia. Mix him in and just kind of go with the hot hand and see who takes mm-hmm. over. You know the bulk of the snaps for the remainder of the game and just kind of go with who's playing the best football as far as the tackle spots. As you mentioned, DJ Humphreys, Byron Murphy, Murphy. Both ruled out for this game, so no DJ for another week. Josh Jones is filled in quite nicely at the left tackle yeah, spot. And then yeah, and then and then Calvin Beecham. You get the good with the bad, but you know what to expect as far as Calvin Beecham and where he falls short. And going up against a pretty impressive pass rush, regardless who's who is available for the Chargers. So I think this is a game certainly where the Arizona Cardinals is going to be important to get that balance right. And you, you could say that every game, but this is a Chargers defense that that is kind of. They, they haven't had the, much success against the run. And if James Conner, if Keontae Ingram can get going in some capacity, it would be a huge, huge boost for this
0: Arizona Cardinals offense. Before we jump ahead, gentlemen, yeah. I do want to ask this because this was kind of the tipping point of the season that we all kind of circled on our calendar about a month ago in conjunction with if the Cardinals were going to make coaching changes, they would do it before the bye, we all felt like, um, as a result. So they did have to fire Sean Kugler. That was not football-related. They've got hard knocks going on right now, which we've covered at nauseam, is, is basically an ad for the team. I'll go to each one of you gentlemen before we move forward. I'll start with you, Frank. If the Cardinals lose on Sunday to the L.A. Chargers, do you think they will consider a coaching change from Cliff Kingsbury, potentially, and make Vance Joseph the interim, or vice versa, Maybe they let go of Vance, uh, given the, how the defense has played lately. Do you think we could see another coaching
2: change during the bye week? Look, my uh, my biggest concern right now is Michael. Michael Bidwill, and him looking at his roster and looking at the team, projecting what he thought he had at the beginning of the season, Bo, Bo, yeah. and then realizing as the season progressed, a lot. A lot of guys, I really haven't seen him have his full or his full capacity of his players. Of course, D.A. said, man, the biggest thing about being in the NFL is that injuries happen and, and players get hurt. And you got to make adjustments. Have we seen those adjustments? Has that been enough for Michael? And that's that's my question, Mark. The, the contract scares me, though, Johnny, and I don't know the length of it. But I, that that's the only thing that scares me right now. Yeah. Um, Joseph. I'm scared. I, I can't really say yes or no if they fired him or not, but I'm scared just based on the fact that because he got the contract, and I don't know the length of it.
1: I, I love that comment from Rick James, Twenty-three forty-five. Cardinals, can they fire both Cliff and Vance and Hard Knocks won't show it? I mean, would it would be the first time we haven't seen a big move by this franchise not picked up by uh, our friends over at Hard Knocks. No, I, I, I think it's no, regardless of what the score is. I agree. Uh, you know if, if it's if it, if the defense gives up a big number again I mean you're looking at what four or five games where the Arizona Cardinals have surrendered 30 plus points I feel that's like not, that's not being talked
0: about enough Bo do you yeah I, I don't
1: either I, I mean I think I think the defense for some reason gets a pass because it looked better than the offense but the offense yeah. was like atrocious it was yeah. at an all-time low it was like they, they just couldn't there there was there were halves where they were non existent and the defense was just getting stops and or getting turnovers and, and they've been fine, but have, have they been a part of the solution? I, I don't think so. I think that this defense, I mean, when you look at it as far as points surrendered on, on the season, Arizona Cardinals, I think are like second to last in the NFL. I mean, that's just, that's not good enough. And, and say yeah. what you, I mean, the offense is not putting you in great spots for sure that, you know, they're, they're three and out, they're off the field, you're gassed, And then also, you know, you're going up against some juggernauts. I mean, let's not overlook the schedule. I mean, they've played played some tough teams, some really good offenses, and and most recently the San Francisco 49ers, which are up over 50% of their possessions, they've cashed in on points since acquiring Christian McCaffrey. They've been an absolute wagon. But um, I I just don't see this team as being that reactionary uh, as much as the fan base wants to see that, you know, they just – had to unceremoniously part ways with a respected coach at the time. Are they going to, I mean, are they going to continue to just see, send guys out the door? You don't have enough coaches in the building, Frank, to just like keep tabs or coach up the rest of the guys on the roster. I mean, they were scrambling to get a run game coordinator. They, they switched Spencer Whipple over there. Uh, they've got their assistant O-line coach coaching the, the offensive line. It's just a mess. If they send another guy out the door I mean, that's just one last guy. I just don't anticipate any moves the rest of the season because of what's happened with the staff, you know, from training camp with James Saxon being kind of removed from this thing after his offseason issue in May and, and then this Kugler thing that happened this week. So they don't really have anybody unless Bidwell's going to go down on the sidelines himself. I, I just don't, or he's going to call Frank Sanders and say, hey, we need you to put on your Phoenix College Bears coordinator hat and help us out. Because I don't think that's happening either. I'm
0: with got, you. I... <laughs> go ahead, Frank.
2: <laughs> Look, I've
0: been in, with, I've been in these with situations. You. I'm with you both. Um, but I,
2: Go ahead, Johnny. Go ahead. No, no, no. Frank, give us your insight. Okay, so I've, I've been in these situations with the locker room and, the, and basically every unit has a coach. And every and and what happens, what keeps the units together when you have situations like this, guys, is the leadership in the room. So you got to figure out who's going to be the leader in the in the room in regards to our offensive line, uh, based upon that conversation. Of course, Rodney Hudson would be one if he was playing, but he's not playing. DJ, you know, DJ Humphreys and these guys, couple couple of the, couple of our real leaders are hurt right now, and so we got a bunch of young guys trying to figure this thing out. Um, that is that would be normally what happens. Now, here's the other part I want to add to this, Johnny. Mm. Our quarterback has to be the leader now, and he has to be the spokesman for the offensive line as well as his own play in regards to, you might have lost, we lost lost a great coach in in Kugler, Kugler, but what we got to have is the conversation, the communication between the quarterback and the offensive line. And I think that will be the determining factor on how far this offensive line takes it and where they go, how well they grow in the game and how they're playing and how they kind of receive each other. Remember last, two weeks ago when we saw when we saw Cote in his conversation with the offensive line, how well he was detailed, things he was talking about. That was leadership and communication wise at its best. And I think we saw the results of that because we played against Aaron Donald with only you know, and we shut that we shut that defensive line down. So K one has to become the guy now, and the leaders around the locker room has to be the guys that's speaking and speaking louder to the young guys, so they they'll give them full quarters of football.
0: Uh, Here's what I want to say. I agree with you both. Um, I, I don't know what good it does to part ways with Cliff Kingsbury during the season at this point. The only way I could see it had been beneficial. Let's say earlier in the season when the offense was terrible and the defense was overachieving. If that had continued to the point where it's like a Denver Broncos situation where the defense is top 10, they look stout. It's a defensive team and the offense is disjointed and they've got the issues that they have. I could see Michael Bidwell saying Vance. You deserve this opportunity. Let's see what you can do as the head man for the rest of the team. Let's see if you can impress upon everything that you're getting out of this defense to the offense, to special teams, everything, because I think he would have deserved that. But, you know, and he, he, Vance doesn't control the personnel, but this defense for the last couple of weeks has been bad. I mean, we saw it in the second half of the Niner game, basically just be run over. They're only, they're built. It's a house of straw, right? They're, they're only built for so long and, you know, the GM built it to, to play with a lead that has not been there 90% of the season. So with that being said, I mean, like after after Sunday, you have the bye week, but you have five games left to get through. And to Bo's point, like Michael Bidwell could make a move, but you got you to gotta be able to feel the coaching staff, right? I, I think we're going to see, you know, Indianapolis over these last couple of weeks here struggle mightily because the more tape you get on Jeff Saturday, the more he's going to get exposed and the more guys are going to tune out the messaging. I don't care if, if Michael Bidwell makes a change or not during the season. But what I hope is once he makes a decision to move off of Cliff and or Kime or both, be proactive, get your list together, have people ready to go, have meetings set up. So you're not just I'm going to make a decision the 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 morning of January 9th, Black Monday. Like, no, that's too late. Right. Be proactive. Keep them employed. Pay them out for the rest of this year. Let the chips fall where they may. Let's see what players want to fight for their jobs next year. But don't wait until that Monday, January 9th, to to just say, okay, I'm going to sit up at this press conference. Now we've got to start making our list, right? Oh, I'm going to call this. No, no, no. You have ample time now, six weeks to get that done. And it starts after this Sunday. And speaking of this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, you can bet on Cardinals and Chargers on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's been a robust uh, couple of days on DraftKings. We've had NBA. We've had World Cup. We had uh, NFL Thanksgiving goodness. I hope you've won. I have not. I'm going to tell you some of my favorite bets later on on uh PHNX Bets Daily with my guy Bull Brock immediately following this show. So be tu- uh be sure to tune in. But my DraftKings pick of the week this week, Houston Texans are getting 14. Give me that. That number is too rich for Miami. I love the Texans this week behind a new starting quarterback plus 14. That's my DraftKings pick of the week. You can do the same. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX, place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details, Bo. As I was at practice today, but I saw on social, on Twitter,
1: our guys over at PHNX Rising and, of course, the crew from PHNX Sports were all at the watch party for U.S. England. The FIFA World Cup and the sights, the sounds, they were all electric there from Four Peaks. We got the beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances. They had the $3 Kilt Lifter, Wow Wheat Pints. Four Peaks in PHNX are hosting every U.S. and Mexico World Cup match. They got that 22-foot screen as well. You're not going to miss any of the action on that thing. Next U.S. match coming up but i'll tell you this mexico is tomorrow starting at 11 they're taking on Messi in argentina who's looking to bounce back mm-hmm. after an opening loss it's uh it's going on at 11 a.m the atmosphere incredible register for your tickets for free it's not going to cost you a dime it's going to get you in the door it's going to get you a seat to watch some great world cup soccer i mean you're you're locking the most of these matches like all of us are can't take your eyes off them why not go to a great place with great beer, great food, great atmosphere at Four Peaks? Register in the show notes, or if you're listening to this podcast, you can find the link to register as well. Do it before the next watch party, which is tomorrow at 11. we got another game, at least a couple more games for U.S. Uh, can't wait. Hopefully they'll make their way after their draw today into the knockout round and beyond.
0: Our guy Han in the chat. Johnny V is our Sean Payton champion. You are right, <laughs> my man. This is the official Sean Payton Watch podcast. And speaking of Sean Payton, I want to dub this Sunday's matchup as the Sean Payton Bowl, for lack of a better term. It's the Cardinals hosting the L.A. Chargers. Speaking of the Chargers, they've got a coach, gentlemen, on the hot seat as well, Brandon Staley, which you could argue old Brandon hasn't accomplished anything in comparison to Cliff Kingsbury, who at least has been to the playoffs. Brandon Staley in his second year with the chargers have them currently out of the playoffs, but they've got a lot of winnable matchups down the stretch. But I want to make this clear before we get into our charger preview. This is not a team that I think is unbeatable for the Arizona Cardinals. They are certainly beautiful, but they have talent that can run up the score and beat you 45 to 10, but they can also lose by that score. And, you know, I, I look at their quarterback, Justin Herbert, everybody gushes over Herbert. He's almost like the anti Kyler. He's big. He's strong. He's got the rocket arm. He doesn't say a lot. You know, everybody says he's built out of a lab, whereas Kyler is an introvert. He's he's smaller. He's a ru- he's a runner of the football. So I, I'm i guessing that's why everybody makes the connection with Sean Payton, maybe wanting to live in L.A. But as far as this game goes, Bo Brock, you know, they're missing Mike Williams. That's huge. Keenan Allen is going to play, but they can run the football with Austin Eckler. What scares you the most about this Chargers team?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously it's Herbert's playmaking ability, but it's that guy coming out of the backfield, very similar to the guy that tore you up and scorched you on Monday Night Football, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, the ability to run between the tackles, but also be to catch the football, just a dual threat out of the backfield. Austin Eckler, uh, very muscle hamster-esque, not the biggest guy, but he's got the speed, he's got the strength, everything you want from a running back. The only thing is, you know, can he stay healthy for the long haul? And, and that's been a, a big thing for Eckler's game. But he's healthy now, and he, he, he's he got a matchup problem for the Arizona Cardinals because they haven't been able to kind of take that that dual threat running back out of the game as much as you'd like to. You kind of have to pick their poison just with where their defensive personnel is. But why did you draft these two linebackers in the first round if you can't kind of slow down tight ends and running backs? You need somebody to step up big time this week, Frank.
2: I agree with you 100 percent. Look, I, I'm looking forward to watching a matchup between our our secondary versus their long and like our guys kind of beat up a little bit. But at the end of the day, our guys still been able to make a, make a lot of plays uh, in regards in regards to our secondary. But my receiving core this week, I am ecstatic about. Look, when I say I'm ecstatic, I wish I was in this group right here. I see what it looks like. I know the I know the talent. I know the guys that's there. I'm looking forward to seeing these guys go out and make plays. Early in the chat, one of the guys was talking about, we talked about Kyler being a leader. He might not be your leader. might not be the type of leader you want. But as a playmaker, he's the playmaker. And if he goes out and makes the plays that he's supposed to, the guys will 100% rally around the playmaker that's in Kyler Murray. It's the other stuff that kind of throws it off a little bit That's uh, that the guys are missing with. But I'm looking forward to seeing what, I, what our team can. I agree with you, Johnny. The charges are not unbeatable. You're talking about a four and no. seven team, a, excuse me, a five and five team that was nine and eight last year. Uh, that finished up nine and eight. You're looking at the Cardinals right now. We're four and seven, but we finished eleven and eleven and six last year. So this this is a good good matchup for us. It is a it is a tall telling sign right now. Again, we're coming back home. This is a good opportunity both to kind of kind of get a win, get our fan base <laughs> back underneath us, underneath us. And man, and I, and also as the season progresses, I, I believe guys will get healthier. Because guys that want other contracts, both they, they got to get healthy to play. They got to get filmed. It just seems something about that new contract makes guys' body style feeling better sometime about the end of the season. So, ah, I, I can, can give two more reps right about now.
0: It's it's rough because I, I Cardinal fans, we want this victory. We want you to churn out in Groves to this game. But we also yes. understand, like, you know, you want change, too. Uh, we're never going to sit on the show and 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 hope for losses. That's just not how we roll. We want the Cardinals to do as well as possible because, listen, you could complain about a lot of things. Cardinals are going to be playing a lot of young players. We're going to get our first glimpse of D-Hop and Hollywood Brown together. That's great. There's got a lot of young defenders on the defensive side of the football that I'm excited about. Trey McBride's going to be playing a lot. So if you're rooting against this team to win, you're rooting actively against these players that we got a lot invested in. Now, but you could watch this game too, and think to yourself, "Yeah, they're playing well, but but Cliff is is not coaching a good game, or Vance Joseph's having a have a, a tough quarter." Like absolutely, and we're gonna call out BS when we see it. But man, these two teams mirror each other so much. All these people in the national media, both fan bases, talk about their talented rosters, right? But with GMs that are you know are hot and cold, hit or miss. Tom Telesco, I think, gets more love than Steve Kym. Because he's you know he's drafted more Pro Bowlers, but they they have minimal postseason you know I don't think they've been to the postseason for four or five years. It's it seems like it's been just a year or two, but they can't make the playoffs either, and they're in a they're in a very tough division just like the Cardinals. So and they don't travel well. So I I, I expect the Cardinals to have a you know pretty good fan base at State Farm Stadium this weekend. But I I don't know. But I look at this game, I'm like this this should be a one possession game heading into the fourth quarter, unless uh, this would be very telling unless the Cardinals never really recovered from Monday night and they're, you know, it's a, it's a microcosm of what Buddha Baker said when people were just quitting on the game in the fourth quarter. And then you lose the coach. Is this the tipping point of the season where you get rolled by another team in your home stadium? I hope not, but it, it would not surprise me in the least.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, when you look at the chargers schedule and who they beat and how they won I mean, they've lost back-to-back games, and they they lost it to the Niners team that just blew out the Arizona Cardinals, and it was a, it was a little tighter matchup. They lost to the Chiefs, who they played tight. The Cardinals couldn't keep tight, you know, in their season-opening matchup. You know, the Chargers have played some really, really close games all season long. So it would be telling if this team that's dealt with all their own injuries uh, was able to come out and just beat you know, just beat the Arizona Cardinals handily at home. I mean, that would be that would be another strike against Cliff Kingsbury just when you couldn't think. So I mean if, if you're somebody that's rooting for that, and I don't think anybody on the show is, you know, I, I think you, you want your your owner to to be able to see the force through the trees and, and doesn't need to make a, a decision as far as is Cliff the guy or not through this one game. So you don't want to see them lose Poorly to the chargers but this is a team that got blown out by the jags like as you said it's such an uneven season you have no business not showing up for a home game especially when you've got you know for the first time your guy kyler murray with his two receivers that you you've, you've given him that you gifted him for the first time and, and since it's never happened uh like you let's let's put up a fighting and chance here against this team put on a good show for your home your home fan base
2: Hey, look, we're talking about Cliff, but I'm also, I'm, I'm just still Vance. Vance is out there. The last, the last four or five games or six games, we're talking about over the last three years, Johnny, how many How many 100 yards to close 90-plus yard tight ends we've seen in, versus the Arizona Cardinals. Look, that that hasn't stopped. The play-action pass versus the Arizona Cardinals has not stopped either versus our defense in, in, that, in that regards. And so I think Vance is on the table, too, to be look, looked at. Defensive line-wise, our defense line isn't strong. We can look at that, but I'm saying just schematically, every team that has come in here for the last seven games have had tight end has caught multitudes of balls and have been a, a very, a very important part of their of the other team's offense as well as the play action pass. Defensively, we have to figure that out. So I think Vance is on the table just as well as Cliff is. And in regards to our offense, it has to change and it has to be better. It has to be something that's more. It has to be more efficient and effective. And the changing of it has to be something that looks different than it's looked in the past. If that doesn't happen, then I'm putting all the coaches on. I'm putting all the coaches on the watch for the next six games because it's definitely been, a, been an Achilles heels for us. And the fans in the chat knows that we've watched this stuff and we watched the same offense with a little bit of wrinkle here and there, but it goes back to being the same. And then defensively, we, we haven't stopped it. We haven't, we, we're, we're susceptible to the play action and our tight ends have just been dominating us for, um For the most, most part of the year.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, it's it's a game that I definitely recommend is going to be uh, heavily featured on the underdog fantasy app. You can get in on the action now. I do think we're going to have a robust amount of points, statistics on both sides of the ball, which presents a perfect opportunity to dabble on underdog fantasy. Listen, I'm over the year long fantasy football drove. I want to be on daily fantasy. I am on daily fantasy via underdog Fantasy. They do fantasy sports differently. You can draft your team against five of your buddies, and the highest-scoring squad has you paid out with cold, hard cash that night. You can draft six NBA players, get this with no positional limits. That's it. Bet on the Suns and, I believe, the Detroit Pistons that's set to tip off in T-minus two hours. Dabble on underdog fantasy. Take the Suns higher or lower, like will Devin Booker hit the higher of – X amount of points and you're ready to cash out. Everybody could use a little extra scratch now during the holiday season, Black Friday, get in on the action, check it out. Promo code PHNX, Underdog Fantasy is going to help double your first deposit up to $100. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the app in the App Store. But just remember, use that promo code PHNX to get in on the action today.
1: Holiday season is upon us. Thanksgiving, hopefully you and your family, friends had a great Thanksgiving yesterday. If you missed out on the chance to maybe pimp out your living room, your dining room, your bedrooms, well, you still got that opportunity to show things off before Christmas or the other holidays coming up. You can check out more furniture. They're going to hook you up. They got their 50% off Black Friday sale going on at your local Arizona More Furniture in their showroom. Check out morefurniture.com. We got daily deals all week lead, that were leading you up to Black Friday and then continue throughout the weekend. got to check it out, morefurniture.com or check out, check out your local Arizona More Furniture Showroom. That's how you're gonna get you're gonna get furniture that you're gonna wanna buy for your home, make things look a little nicer, a little more comfy when you have all those friends and families over for the holidays.
0: You love to see it, and you love to see ASU as a chance to knock off U of A in the final minutes, down by three, no timeouts left. Keep it locked in here, and then check out the PHNX Wildcats, the PHNX Devils postgame show, Sun Devils postgame show. We've got so much good content on tap. But before we get to anything, gentlemen, we have to get to our official predictions for Sunday's matchup, Chargers at Cardinals. Bo, you want to kick things off for us? All right, let's do this.
1: Uh, having a tough time picking the old Redbirds lately to win football games. i trying, and I'm not going to do that this week. I'm sorry, Frank Sanders. I've got the Bolts winning this one 32-28. That means that the uh, I, I'm looking at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and it looks like the Cardinals are two-and-a-half-point dogs at home. I'm usually big on home dogs, but just can't pick the cards to win this week. Justin Herbert and crew, uh, continue to put up points. Vance Joseph's defense continues to struggle to keep him out of the end zone, but the Arizona Cardinals are going to have any success and 28 points would be a decent day for the offense. I think it's got to be on the ground. Give me James Conner is your offensive star of the game. I know he's been, it's been tough sledding as far as you know, JC goes as far as putting up big yards per carry, but he can still find the end zone and still be a guy that can add balance is Arizona Cardinals offense. Now, if they're going to be disruptive and get that big old six-foot-five quarterback on the ground, you need a big man to do so. And J.J. Watt, he's the man for the job. Be disruptive as far as the interior of that defensive line. Make some noise. Get Justin Herbert off his spot. Make some bad throws. Give me J.J. Watt, Justin James there. And then Trey McBride. I know that this Chargers team has been absolutely just – it's – it's been nightmare fuel to go up against Travis Kelsey. And he's, he's been a big reason why they struggle against tight ends, but they haven't had much success against the tight end position this year. I know that they have uh, Derwin James, but I think Trey McBride could sneak out and have his best game as a pro as your unsung hero.
0: I'm into it. I'm into it a lot. I would, I would sign up for this game right now. If it was a coin flip in the fourth quarter, I would sign up for Trey McBride, Frank, what do you got for us? Any uh, similarities or differences to what my counterpoint Bo Brock had to say?
2: My differences is my counterpart has been drinking a while all day and he don't know what he's talking about. So therefore, uh-huh. I'm always I feel good about this team, man. Look, this is the last six games of the season. I've been here, I've been here plenty of times in the locker room. I'm listening to the chatter. Bo, you brought some great content on Twitter, man. Look, just amazing stuff on inside stuff in the locker room. You hear the guys talking. Look, DeAndre Hopkins does not look like he's sh- he's shaking. None of the guys that you posted look like these guys are shaking. They want a dub. That's all they're talking about. I've been in this locker room. I know what it feels like in this moment. K1 is going to be my guy because he's coming back, and he's coming back healthy. And he also has his boy HB coming back that's healthy as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing these guys play along with DeAndre Hopkins. I believe they can put up a lot of points, as you can see. My score is 35-21 to 21 The Cardinals. I'm definitely, I would take the over if you're rocking with the Cardinals this week. J.J. has to be a baller. He has to come out. and He's been doing absolutely fabulous this year for the Cardinals. A healthy J.J. makes our team, our defense, that much better. Our teams are recognizing that, and they're trying to double-team him, but that opens up Zach Allen. But JJ's my guy. And, again, the unsung guy, I believe it's going to be H.B. I almost expect H.B. to get two tatties, without a doubt, because I think he's going to go over top, and he's going to catch one underneath, and he's going to slip through with all that speed. So I'm picking the Cardinals, man, at home versus the Chargers. I just believe with was six games ago. The guys back against the wall. Guys' jobs are at stake. These guys gotta realize it's time to play. And guess what? I believe they're gonna show up for the fans. Not only that, to get that dub.
0: Jose what? giving us some major heat in the chat, calling us bench warmers, saying Frank's keeping it real. <laughs> Jose, my man, we cover this team Stay every in, day. I'm, look, I'm looking in. for. I'm looking for some dubs. I don't see them. I want to be. We want to be positive here, but we, but we gotta. We gotta call it like it is, Bo. Get some dubs
1: over here. I, I would hardly say that we're hating. I think uh, we're just keeping it real. You know that that's all good. I mean, Jose, if you don't like what's going on, I mean, you should be asking your team what's going on with them. How come they they're, they're not showing up on Monday Night Football, international stage, prime time, and they lost thirty eight to ten? I mean, that's just not a good enough effort. If that's what you're cool with, then that's fine. That that is a true ride or die fan, and that's great. But we want better. We want to see better football. That's 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 real. Uh, what what ha- happened in the ASU game? Borgay threw a pick to seal the deal. Is that what happened?
0: I, I mean, I don't know if that happened or not, but I can tell you it would not surprise me if that happened. Uh, we've seen that recipe. Pass intercepted, yes. So U of A wins. Yeah. Congratulations. Hell of a game for two teams that yeah. have very little to play for. Speaking of that, a team that has very little to play for on Sunday, the <laughs> Arizona Cardinals. Let's see how they're doing in my prediction. Da-da-da-dam. They are going to struggle. They're gonna be on uh, that struggle come Sunday because yeah, number one, eating. they have trouble scoring points. They have st- trouble stopping teams. Not a good combo. I do think I want K one to play well. I think he does, and I would love for K one to to come out and just re solidify. Like guys, I'm the franchise. Whatever happens in January, this roster may be lit to flames. Everybody may be fired. Number one's gonna be around. And number one is somebody you can count on. And I would love to be able, Bo, if we talked about it in Ausium. take this last six-game stretch and just have your best stretch of the year. Let the chips fall where they may. Empty the clip, as the kids say, and play great football. And I do think we're going to get that version of Kyler Murray on Sunday. And then Isaiah Simmons, we didn't do PFF grades this week because, well, Monday was a hot mess disaster. It was like a horror show. Um, but I will say this. Isaiah Simmons, i playing good football. Isaiah Simmons should have his fifth year option picked up. I think he can be active. He can be on their tight end. He can be in the backfield. He can be rushing the passer. I'm number nine has convinced me this year. Is he ever going to live up to his top 10 draft status? Probably not, but he is good enough to be a a cornerstone piece of the Cardinal defense. And then how about this unsung player, Robbie Anderson by default, they have no bodies. The glass man, Rondell Moore, he's out. Greg Dorch maybe one handed. That's no good. I like, here here you go, Robbie. You've been with the team now for what? Like, it feels like five or six weeks. You need to play well. And you're going to have the benefit, Mr. Robbie Anderson. Hollywood Brown returning. DeAndre Hopkins solidified as wide receiver one. You're going to get third and fourth corners this week. And the Chargers' corner, corners newsflash are all ass. They signed Josh Jacobs in the offseason. That was a disaster. He's on injured reserve. So, Robbie, number 81, could we see a breakout game? And by breakout, could he catch, like, two balls? That would be nice. So... I, I think Robbie's going to have a nice game. I want to. I want the Cardinals to do well. We always root for the Cardinals, but we got to keep it real, as Bo said. And they that's haven't right. looked good. And I. I don't that's think right. they're going to. I don't think they're going to be able to beat a Charger team that has more to play for, and that can put up points quickly. And that's concerning against both the Chiefs and the Niners. They had leads when the Cardinals are down. In my opinion, they are not built to play from behind. They are too limited offensively. We've seen it all year. And the Chargers get out. To, I mean, Herbert slings at eighty yards in the first quarter and and jumps out to seven nothing leads like that. So, I I want them to play well. I just uh, it's not in the cards for me
2: this week, friends. Look, I, I, I look the guys. Your chat's on fire. I love it. What the guys are talking about. They all invested. They're on both sides. I like I like exactly. It. Look, this is going to be uh, a good game to see. Good game to watch because it's the tall tale. I've been here, Bo, when we had to try to figure out what we're going the identity of the team. And we haven't seen that the identity of team yet. This is a good six-week stretch for the Cardinals to prove it versus a lot of good names and a lot of good teams. I believe, they, I believe I'm believe i hoping that they could come together with something and that they they gel in their minds that this is something we can do and do something special. My only question is, Bo and, and and JB, is it possible that the Cardinals can still make it to the playoff if they go on a 6-0 run? Yes, they would have I to go they're,
0: 6-0. Yeah they're,
1: they're, yeah, they're two games back right now. Of the final okay. wild card spot. So okay. mathematically, okay. they are still in it. But here's what they have so to do. and as a chance. It. They have to win this week. And then they have man to a win chance. next week. They have to win a lot of games, something that they haven't consistently done all season. Now, let me bring something up before we get out of here, Johnny, because I think this is much must-see video. Earlier this week, Tredavious Ward of the 49ers called DeAndre Hopkins, said he has no respect for D-Hop. He doesn't have any respect for, quote, steroid boy. And uh, we were able to catch up with old DeAndre Hopkins today. And, uh, of course, he had something to say as far as Ward's comments. This is what D Hop had to say in the locker room today from Tempe about Ward and his comments.
3: Since last week's game. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, you know, I'm not the kind of guy to go to social media for stuff like that. Um, You know, obviously, it sounded very personal, um, you know, but – you know the crazy thing about this league, you never know when, when you might end up on a team with somebody.
0: That's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: You know, so um, you know, it is what it is, man. I'm not the kind of guy that that they get a a po, you know, public public service announcement about you know somebody else. But you know, we're we're all in 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 the fraternity together. You know, I, I hate to hear a guy talk like that about about somebody, about anybody. Uh, you know, so for me, man, I just. You know, I I pray for people like that, but you know, man, you know, a lot of people are tough. You know, when they can go and type something or say something, uh, but you know, I I respect guys like Le'Veon Bell who get in that boxing ring. You know, I wish there was something that, you know, uh, you know that 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 guy over there that said something to me about. You know, I would I would definitely love to get in a boxing ring and, and see how tough he is in real life.
1: There's the comments from your okay. wide receiver one. Love of
0: it. The- not backing back not backing down who the fuck is Shredarius ward (laughs) like you couldn't pick him out of a lineup of 10 dudes like that that was so it's not even worth commenting for hop. i'm sure he's like this is beneath me and his his legacy is cemented i still think he's going to the hall of fame one little ping in a uh, otherwise you know sparkling career Ward, get out of here. I hope you get your ass cooked the rest of the year. And you were getting cooked, by the way, by Diop with Colt fucking McCoy in a rainstorm in Mexico City. He put up <laughs> 70 yards in a limited offense. That would have been 150 if that was in you know regular weather with Kyler Murray. Hey,
2: brothers, the best of this conversation is January 8th. And will he be playing if if the if the 49ers already kind of de- de- deemed themselves as a potential already playoff bound. On. If not, then I tell you what, D. Hops will bring the smoke and he going to look for it. And guess what? It'd be the last game of the season. So if Hops decide to get fine and get out of the, get out of the game, it's going to be worth it. It's must-see TV.
1: Can't wait to see it. I agree with a lot of these comments. Word looks good because Bosa and that elite defensive line, absolutely don't disagree there. I just, I like, you know, DeAndre Hopkins knew exactly what he was doing. You know, he was kind enough to give us a little bit of his time today and answer that question fully where it felt like he was just going to be like, I don't, I don't go that way as far as social media. And then like, Hey, let's, let's, let's see if we could, we could actually settle this. Like, man, if we needed to love to see what my guy looks like in the, on the other end of a boxing ring, but yeah, nine catches over 90 yards for Deandre Hopkins in the performance. Uh, and you're going to sit there and you're going to say, you got no respect for him. And also, you know, just look over the fact that as he said, this fraternity, where D-Hop got popped for 0.01% of what it was as far as the PED or the traces of PED that was found. And, and he said it's something that you could get from, like, shampoo. It's something you could get over the counter. And a guy like Ward is paying no attention. He's just taking a stupid approach and calling him steroid boy. And, boy, are all the Niners fans, too, in my comments, saying some pretty ignorant stuff about a future Hall of Famer and DeAndre Hopkins to back up their their, their guy, Shredavious Ward
0: gross it's gross i just like it you know it's not gross the <laughs> flaming hot deals we have at the phnx merchandise locker right now so it's black friday you guys have probably been seeing all the tweets all the promotions because it's worth it go to go phnx.com right now click on the link for the merchandise locker we have a t-shirt right now it's one of my favorites 99 cents to purchase this t-shirt it is soft fabric material you can exercise 99 in cents? 99 cents we got a what t-shirt the it's flipping fantastic all of our gear, uh, flash, follow. markdown, it is the most affordable Black Friday sale that you're going to see for premium gear. Listen, all we wear is PHNX clothes. I have more PHNX clothing than I don't have clothing, and the reason is, is because I enjoy wearing it. I'm a company man, first and foremost, but this is not your 100% cotton bullshit, right? This is breathable, wearable material. support your favorite teams in the valley and hopefully your favorite phnx cardinals podcast by the way um bunch of cardinals gear on sale become a diehard by the way just under 60 bucks for the entire year and guess what free t-shirt in the process so what i would do right now personally if i were you go to gophnx.com become a member get a free t-shirt or hat buy one of the ones that are full price which is smart and then Dive in with your discount to double down on all the gear that is already clearanced out and discounted for Black Friday. It is it is like Christmas morning. Come early. If you've seen the gear around the valley, you know it's the hottest trend. PHNX gear is where it's at. Don't be last in line. Grab what's in stock now because I promise you it will not last. Go to phnx.com, PHNX merchandise locker. Do it now, Bo.
1: The the shirt Frank has on the celebration shirt. Uh, oh the Baby Yoda. It's uh, it's, it's on great sale. Great. I can confirm that. Yep. So it was the Hollywood sign on Camelback Mountain. They're all there. They're all for sale right now. You can save up as as much as ninety oh percent. I loaded God. up my cart today, and I was Thank like, man, this this is gonna hurt. And next thing you know, I looked at the cart, checked out. I barely discount, spent. The time. Discount. Promo yeah. Code oh. discount. Kaching, ka ching, kaching. I was murdering my wardrobe game. Of course, I always like to murder my thirst with some liquid death. You're like, that sounds heavy metal. What's that all about? It sounds like something maybe throw back a couple cold ones, some beers. No, that's not the case. I'm hydrating myself, trying to put myself in a in a good spot, feel better. It's not beer cans, it's mountain spring water from the Alps, but it is. In a big tall boy can like beer. It's called Liquid Death because they murder your thirst. They'll donate 10% of their profits for every can sold to help kill plastic pollution as well. So they're helping kill and murder plastic pollution as well. You got to love it. You can get free shipping on all water and merch. I'm sure they got some Black Friday deals going on as well. You got to check it out though. Liquiddeath.com slash PHNX. You can find, get free shipping on all water and merch. Check out the other deals, liquiddeath.com slash PHNX, or find Liquid Death. At your local Target, Fries or Sprouts, find Liquid Death, Sparkling Mountain Spring Water, get the Flavored Sparkling Waters, everything you want, you can find it, phnx.
0: Gentlemen, Cardinal season on the line once again this Sunday. Chargers rolling into town. We want to see all of you there. We're going to be live for your PHNX Cardinals halftime show. Myself, Frank Sanders, Damian Anderson from the PHNX Studios, in downtown Phoenix. Bo Brock will join us on the post-game show, the premiere, the only post-game show for the Arizona Cardinals worth tuning into immediately following the conclusion of the fourth quarter. Can Kyler Murray save the season? Can Cliff Kingsbury save his job? We're going to be talking about all that and more. But in the meantime, be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Tune in in T-minus nine minutes. Bo and I are going to be live on PHNX Bets Daily Podcast talking about Cardinals, Chargers, money line, over under for college football, all that good stuff. A special Friday afternoon version of Bet's Daily. But in the meantime, for Frank Sanders, Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you Sunday. Take care.